case of a young girl who perished after battling something that some described at the time as demonic. Was this the case of a woman possessed by Satan himself? Or was this merely the case of a woman who met a tragic end after suffering from an undiagnosed mental illness? This case was put through the German legal system and is widely known as an extremely controversial topic. This week, we're talking about Annalise Michelle. Welcome to the Ghastly Gals. I'm Justina. I'm Alyssa. And this is a Justina episode. So possessions and exorcisms, it's something that we're all familiar with. I mean, hopefully not firsthand, but of the topic itself. This particular possession that we're going to talk about actually inspired the 2005 movie, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which I actually rewatched in lieu of this episode. It was all right. It was pretty far-fetched compared to like what actually happens, but that's what Hollywood does. Annalise Michelle is the woman whose story is honestly terrifying, crazy, and even sad. It's still rumored whether or not she was actually possessed by demon, by a demon, or whether she had, you know, some type of like mental illness. So let me just lay out the story for you. Or I think it's Michelle was born on September 25th, 1952. Well, because it's, it's spelled like M-I-C-H-E-L, which looks like Michael. Like, but yeah, but every I, time you say it, I just like Michelle. <laughs> well, I when I watched BuzzFeed Unsolved, they said Michelle, so, so that's just what Michelle. I'm going with. Yeah, Annalise Michelle was born on September 25th, 1952, in Klingenberg, Bavaria, Germany. I know for a fact I got those 100% wrong. <laughs> Alyssa's clapping for me. <laughs> So, yeah, I definitely got that wrong. But anyways, she had three sisters, and they all had, like, a really strict upbringing. Her family was very, very, very religious. I read that they were super strict, super devout Catholics, and, you know, that type of thing. We're not really religious, our family, like, as a whole, so yeah, I'm dad's not sh- pretty much like a Satan worshiper. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'm not really sure how, where the line is between a normal devout Catholic and like crazy Catholic, but I'm pretty sure that Annalise's family was way past the line of like crazy. Not way to sound past. rude. Was that rude? <laughs> way past the line? Yeah, they're way past the line of like craziness. So they're like the crazy, crazy <laughs> Yeah, so let me tell you why. In 1969, while still in high school, the beginning to the end of her life began. She started suffering from convulsions the year prior and had her first recorded epileptic attack in 1969. Tyson does not agree with that, honey. (laughs) Sorry, once again, guys, I'm here recording with my toddler in the room because my husband's at work, so I know. She started suffering from convulsions the year prior and had her first recorded epileptic attack in 1969. Doctors said Annalise suffered from from temporal lobe epilepsy. I read in one source that the doctor said she was suffering from grand mal seizures, but everywhere else I looked, you know, just described it as temporal lobe epilepsy. 
Which <laughs> obviously That's what Annalise said. <laughs> was in the middle in of her epileptic seizures <laughs> in your temporal lobe. Anyways, the doctors warned her family that the epilepsy could cause, quote, seizures, loss of memory, and could cause her to have audio or visual hallucinations. Hallucinations. Why can't I talk today? (laughs) You can't talk ever. Keep in mind, she had had multiple head scans along with this diagnosis. Throughout all of these, like, scans that she had, Nothing could explain her episodes. There was nothing on her brain that would have showed why she was having all these seizures. Um, She's demon. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. She soon after began taking medicine for her epilepsy, and she enrolled in the University of Würzburg in 1973. I believe Annalise wanted to be a teacher. I read on a few sources that at the time of this possession, she was a student teacher. That same year, though, she realized that her medication was not working. Annalise described to family that she was being tormented by demons and that they constantly whispered to her that she was damned and that she was going to rot in hell. Her parents also described that she would stand in front of the Mother Mary statue for hours and her eyes would turn, quote, jet black. And in one source, I read that she would also get these, like, big, like, furry hands like her hands would turn into like these giant like fuzzy claws that's a mood <laughs> so furry uh, question mark <laughs> cannot like, so, confirm <laughs> we cannot confirm yes this led annalise and her loved ones to conclude that she was being possessed by the devil and or demons because in a super religious catholic household your first thought goes to She's not sick. She's definitely possessed. Well, yeah. What other logical explanation would there be? <laughs> By July of 1975, her conditioning, her condition kept worsening. Reports say that she stopped eating, started attacking family members, harming herself, eating spiders and coal, ripping up her clothing. And one time she even crawled under a table and barked like a dog for two days straight. So Rylan... <laughs> Yes, so our sister. She's five. You know how five-year-olds are. (laughs) Some reports even go on to further claim that she bit the head off of a dead bird. So she pulled an Aussie before Aussie even did. Even though his was technically a bat, but (laughs) the same thing. Licked up her own urine off of the floor. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know why, but that grosses me out more than the bird head does. Yeah, but you can drink your own pee. That's disgusting, though. I don't see why anyone would would do it unless they had to, but you technically can. What is the circumstance that you have to? Uh, Go to Grey's Anatomy. No, you're you're trapped in the woods. You're you're Dr. Meredith Grey, and your plane crashes in the middle of the woods, and your sister just died, and you can't find your husband, and Arizona won't stop screaming. Like, you know what? I'm just saying, like, when it comes down... When did she drink her pee in that? I don't... (laughs) (laughs) It was off camera. (laughs) 
like, dude, I remember that episode, tragic moment, like it seeing was, Mark. It was and definitely I do not remember seeing anyone. It was in the behind the scenes. It was in the behind the scenes, okay? You, when you bought that season of Grey's Anatomy, it was behind the scenes. But the point I was trying to make is in a situation like that. But yeah, anytime that like you get lost in the wilderness or you're lost in the jungle or something like that, like there's a plane crash, you're you shipwreck, like it's I'm pretty sure considered like sterile. So just a fun fact for y'all. She would even sometimes slam her knees into the ground, which would break her kneecaps. Like she would stand up and just drop right to the ground and it would like rip up the tendons in her knee and break her kneecaps. You're literally going to make me throw up. Another source said that she did up to 400 squats a day, which I want to know how she's doing 400 squats first off. I want to know what her booty look like if she's doing 400 (laughs) squats a day. I also saw that she destroyed crucifixes and on most, on, on multiple occasions, quote, threw her sister across the room like a rag doll with her, quote, superhuman strength. <laughs> why is this so funny to you? Like a rag doll. Oh my gosh, why does that remind me of something? I said something about a rag doll the other, or maybe that was in my dream. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I didn't remember someone being thrown like a rag doll in something from last night. To this morning, I don't know what Dude, happened. You to probably me last dreamed. Night. You probably dreamed about Annalise last night from I when we talked about her the about other day. Freaking yeeting someone into that wall over there, and me trying to do it to myself. That's why I got scratches all over my arm. Yeah, she woke up with like scratches and shit all over her arm, and stuff. I got so ravaged I in my sleep, bro, by her sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> probably. <laughs> After a while of being turned away by priests, they found one who actually believed in Annalise's possession. Because, you know, you can't just, like, do an exorcism. You need a priest who is familiar and ordained and can actually perform it with permission of, I think it's, like, a bishop or, I'm assuming in, like, severe cases, the Vatican. Um, hey, what do you think would have... It was different back then. What do you think would have happened if they just never found a priest? I do it. I don't know. I wonder if Annalise would still be alive or not. You know? Because if they hadn't done the exorcisms, maybe... They would have just tried to do it themselves. (laughs) Which I... Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, it's right, Bryson. (laughs) So the priest that they found, his name was Father Ernest Alt. I say I only say Ernest like that because it's spelled E R N S T, so I'm assuming it's Ernst. just Ernest. Ernst, Ernst Alt. We're just gonna call him Father Alt. Shortly after, Father Alt got the local bishop Josef Stangl to grant permission for a local priest to perform an exorcism. This priest was named Father Arnold Renz. There was a catch, though. The priest, Father Renz, was to perform the exorcism in secret. And, you know, I saw in some places that said that it wasn't in secret, but the case it of Annalise Michelle's secret. is one of those. I believe it was in, sc- in secret. I think but it was every. In... <laughs> <laughs> but 
every website that you read, like the information changes a little bit. I think it was held in secret because BuzzFeed and Solve said it was. That's a reliable source. I also believe it was in secret. September 24th, 1975, Annalise had her very first exorcism. Father Renz audio recorded a lot of these and they are just chilling. You know, we'll like, I don't think we're allowed to play that on our podcast. I like, I don't know the rules about things like that. So we'll link it in the show notes on our website where you can watch these videos and whether or not she was possessed, when you hear her voice, it's just like crazy. It's like this deep, like growling, like. Think of any horror movie you've seen. I mean, you've never heard me when I wake up in the morning, but that's how (laughs) my voice sounds. (laughs) Horrifying. Um, So if you want to know what my voice sounds like in the morning, go listen to those. (laughs) During these exorcisms, Annalise revealed that she was possessed by five demons. And I know Alyssa's going to love this. Lucifer himself, Cain, Judas, Iscariot, Nero, I don't know if I pronounced any of those right. And the last one was Adolf Hitler. One source claimed that she also was possessed by Fleischmann, who was a disgraced Frankish priest. Fleischmann. I don't know how to say that. He was a disgraced Frankish priest from the 16th century. And he was disgraced. First off, let me just say, there's no concrete evidence that this guy even existed. Because, you know, it's the 16th century. They're not exactly keeping immaculate records. Um, But his name was priest Valentin Fleischmann, Fleischmann, and he was basically kicked out of the priesthood for bad behavior, alcoholism. He was basically kicked out of the priesthood for bad behavior and alcoholism. There's rumors that he assaulted people and was accused of attempted murder, and he was an alcoholic, so he was just like a just shitty, shitty priest. <laughs> she had 67 of them performed. They usually lasted anywhere from like an hour to four hours long. And these exorcisms were performed in the total span of two months. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just want to say I'm sorry if you guys hear like a loud noise in the background. I do live on a military base and we at the base that I live at. All you can hear is jets 24-7, even if everything is closed. It's a base where they train pilots because we're Air Force. So it's like the constant overhead. Normally, we record these on the weekend where they don't fly that much. But we had to re-record this because, like I told you last episode, like our audio was kind of screwed up. So I apologize. But we're, we're just trying to get those episodes out for you guys. So these exorcisms were performed in a total... Of not two months, like Alyssa said, but in ten months. No, two months, definitely. This girl had 67 exorcisms performed in less than a year. She had 67 of them performed in ten months. And I feel like after the first few, normal people would be like, all right, maybe we should take a different approach because clearly it's not working. 67. That's like, dang, how old is Papa? Uh, I actually don't know how old Papa is because every time that I ask anyone, they say, oh, like in his 60s. And then I ask him and he says he's like 30. So yeah, he I says don't he's really like know. 24. He's like, I'm 23. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. Papa. 
They also said her demons would argue with one another, like during the exorcisms. And Hitler would say, people are stupid as pigs. They think it's all over after death. It goes on. Which, first off, you're a pig. (laughs) No one gives a fuck what Hitler has to say. And we hope that he is rotting in hell being tortured for literally i, ho- all I hope he's being figged up the ass every second <laughs> <laughs> yes. or like in his ears i hope they're putting bees in all of his orifices i, I hope at they're all putting times and they're stinging bees in his ears and then shoving ghost peppers up his asshole <laughs> Dude, what the fuck is a ghost pepper? You don't know what a ghost pepper is, bro? Is it like a really, really spicy it's pepper? Like really, really hot. I hope he has constant hemorrhoids. I hope he always like stubs his toe. Uh always has a bad hair day. Yes. Annalise would also talk about, quote, dying to atone for the wayward youth of the day in the apostate priests of the modern church, end quote. She was constantly restrained during the exorcisms, as they claimed she would get violent. Her parents were the ones to restrain her a lot of the time. These exorcisms obviously took a huge toll on Annalise's physical health. With her refusal of eating and attacking herself, she became very, very weak. One source said that during the exorcisms, like I mentioned before, she would slam her knees onto the ground repeatedly, and it would rip her tendons and break her kneecaps. And actually, I read... At her very last exorcism, she was too weak to do so. So her parents each held an arm and helped her do it. Like they held her up as she slammed herself down because so just, yeah, Are you keep that serious? in mind. Mm-hmm. Her very last exorcism, they held her up and helped her through the motions of slamming herself down. That's fucked. Yeah. Eventually, as you can imagine, it all became too much for her body and I'm sure her soul as well. On July 1st, 1976, she had her final exorcism. Annalise's last words were to, quote, beg for absolution, according to Father Rents and Father Alts. And she cried to her mother that she was afraid. Annalise died of malnutrition and dehydration. She weighed a total of 68 pounds. She was only 23 years old, which I'm 24 so that's pretty scary to think that I'm not going to say my weight on here because it's a lot more than that. But Dude, I'm double that. But like 68 pounds is the size of like an elementary school kid, I think. Yeah, because no, like a normal. Kid. Probably an elementary school. Like girl for our age. Because I'm sure she wasn't, you know, like six feet tall, obviously. Yeah. Is I want to say like 120, 125 pounds man that is skinny right that is so skinny <laughs> i mean i can't really say anything because i'm like a re- yeah i'm like 135 like 130 135 ish so i'm not like i will really not disclose my weight because i think most I... of my weight is in my boobs <laughs> my sweet. almost four-year-old he's like three and a half at this point he weighs like 30 pounds So think about that. That's only like 30 pounds more than my three and a half year old. It said that at the time of her death, she was also suffering from pneumonia and a high fever. After her death, Father Alts, Father Renz, and Annalise's father and mother were all charged with negligent homicide, which obviously 
this made the case absolutely like blow up around Germany because of the whole, you know, demon thing. And eventually around the world, which is how we hear of it. I wasn't able to find a ton about the case itself because it was only the late 70s in Germany. So as you can imagine, there's not very many sources for what happened inside the courtroom. But I did pull up two articles. The first one was from the New York Times, dated July 14th, 1977. It read that Father Renz and Father Alts were both charged guilty of negligent homicide in the case of Annalise. Her parents, Yosef and Anna, were indicted on the same charge and if they were convicted could serve up to five years in jail. Which honestly doesn't sound like enough time for me. But they the articles... literally helped her slam her kneecaps onto the ground. I know. It's just you think this whole case is very you frustrating. Think they fed her her own urine too. Honestly, with her like crazy ass parents, probably I wouldn't doubt it. The article said, and I quote: "The prosecutor said Miss Michael's death." or Miss Michelle's, sorry guys, death could have been prevented if she had received medical help. He said the priests and her parents must have recognized that she was dying. The second article I found was a Washington Post article from April 21st, 1978, that talks a little bit about it as well. They say, and I quote, the state prosecutor, after an investigation, said that the woman's death could have been prevented even one week before she died. And that, quote, a series of doctors who have testified at the trial have all basically told the courts that the woman died of a combination of epilepsy, mental disorders, and an extreme religious environment. Which, those are the big three, huh? Religion. Uh, <laughs> religion, epilepsy, mental disorders. The big three. Yeah, every girl's dream. According to BuzzFeed Unsolved, the defense submitted eyewitness testimony of her possession along with the audio tapes that they had of Annalise. They claimed it was Annalise's right to deny medical treatment. A family friend named Thea Hine came forward and said that shortly before her death, Annalise had, quote, begged on her knees for Hine not to suggest medical attention to anybody. I bet it's because she deadass was just in so much pain that she wanted to die. Yeah, they say that Annalise had the right to decline medical treatment because medical treatment back then could include electroshock therapy. Um, they could force her to eat. They could force her to take her meds, which, like, the last two sound normal. But I can see how Annalise would be scared, you know, of the electroshock therapy. But what's worse, the electroshock therapy or what she's going through? Because... I feel like they're pretty matched in terms of terribleness. I'd rather be possessed <laughs> than have to go through. You would rather be biting, biting the heads off of like dead birds and like licking your urine and like yeeting your sisters across the room like rag dolls. If I sat and, like, there and said Hitler was one of the demons possessing me. <laughs> So basically, yeah, they say that's why Annalise didn't want to get medical attention is because she didn't want to, like, go through any of that type of stuff. And also, I just wanted to throw in there that right before the trial, her parents had had her body exhumed to make sure that it was decomposing correctly and that she was no longer possessed. Because they claimed that if her body, when they exhumed her, if her body was still, you know, preserved, that meant that the demons were still inside of her. But if she was decomposing normally, then that would mean that, like, her spirit was, like, cleansed and, you know, this demons left her before she died. 
Yeah, you not know, shocking that that last <laughs> exorcism really <laughs> did it, Justina. It got rid of it. So, as you can imagine, not shockingly, she was decaying in a normal matter. Manner, matter, same thing. Supposedly, Father Alt had gotten Dr. Richard Roth on May 30th of that year to visit Annalise, but supposedly he had come to see Annalise out of scientific curiosity and not as a doctor, because apparently when you're a doctor, you can just throw those principles out the window if you think, like, if you want to see someone you're possessed. Like, huh, medically treat someone? I think I'll leave all my equipment home today. <laughs> He's like, so she's breaking her knee. She's ripping her tendons. She hasn't eaten in like six months. I better leave my doctor bag at the house. This shit looks crazy. I just want to see. Like, that was basically why he went. Roth claimed to the court that Annalise had no external injuries, I'm assuming, to kind of give off as, well, I'm a doctor. If she had been injured, I would have helped. So that was kind of the spiel that he went on. But Father Renz said that, at the time of Dr. Roth's visit, that she had had several bruises, swollen cheeks, and black eyes. So just two, like, totally different Dude, standpoints. Dude, and how malnourished she was? Will obviously post pictures, but yeah, if you look at her before pictures to how Annalise looked when she died, it's, like, heart-wrenching because the girl was basically skin and bones, like... They also point out that Annalise supposedly had at all times, quote, unusually large pupils, and that she lacked ulcers on her body, which I could guess are normal on starvation victims. Demons. That could only, this was like the defense, like this was them saying, well, uh, you know, she, her pupils were huge all the time, and she didn't have any ulcers, so. She's mm, not on possessed. ecstasy, so must be demons. <laughs> The prosecution comes forward and says that Annalise suffered from epilepsy and psychosis and that her parents and her priests should have had medical help intervene. They further go on to claim that two experts came forward claiming themselves that Father Alt exhibited signs of schizophrenia, which is kind of scary because remember, Father Alt was the one who he was the first one who believed that Annalise was possessed. He was the so one. So they were saying that he was schizophrenic. He was the one telling Annalise to say that Hitler was one of her demons. He's like, okay, I got a plan. So, you know, it's just that's very, very concerning that one of the priests could have been schizophrenic. The prosecution also says that Annalise's epilepsy medication had in fact been working by suppression suppressing her seizures but that the suppression of the seizures had caused quote a delusional psychosis associated with epilepsy they say that the exorcisms performed only played further into her psychosis and they claimed that sometimes in between her exorcisms annalise would act normally so say there's like an exorcism on tuesday and she's acting crazy you know and then the priests leave and like wednesday through saturday she's totally normal she's not acting possessed at all and she's eating a little bit of food and she's like taking care of herself but then when the priests come back on saturday she's acting possessed again that's what the prosecution was claiming but as buzzfeed unsolved points out 
Her psychotic visions actually predate the alleged medical suppression. So BuzzFeed points out that she was having psychotic visions before the medication could have even suppressed the seizures, if that makes sense. So the defense, as you could have guessed, lost this case. Father Renz, Father Alt, and Mr. and Mrs. Michelle were sentenced to six months in prison with a three-year suspension for the priests. And the four of them also had to pay for all of the court costs. The court had ruled that Annalise was unable to make decisions for herself and she should have been forced to receive medical care. Which I agree with. You know, when you guys see the pictures, or if you already know this case... Regardless of Annalise's wishes, I do think that they should have taken her to the fucking hospital. She, she's a 23-year-old woman. She had like 60 pounds. She wasn't eating. Like, she was breaking her kneecaps. Like, it's just, as a parent, I just don't understand how you look at your child like that. And just be like, well, sorry. Sorry, little Annalise. The demons have you now. They were now. like, oh, you're dying? Let me help you smash your kneecaps. <laughs> It's just, it blows my mind. After all of this, exorcisms were definitely looked at in like a different light. And in 1999, so this is a long time later, but supposedly this specific case helped the Catholic Church come to this decision. It probably took a lot of fighting for it. Yeah, because I'm assuming church democracy is crazy. I mean, I wouldn't really know, but... They made it so only ordained priests are allowed to perform exorcisms with the permission of their local bishop and only after mental illness has been like 100% ruled out. And I'll also put out there that there are obviously a ton of skeptics about the case and they think it's kind of the same like theory that I lean into that Annalise was sick. She had some type of mental illness that the doctors at the time couldn't see and paired with you know the exorcism so like i think annalise was sick and every exorcism that she had played into her psychosis because it would explain why in between exorcisms she would be normal like she would act like a normal girl again but some people even claim that annalise had faked it all she just wants attention Because in 1973, the movie The Exorcist came out and Annalise's possession started or her possession exorcisms had started in 1975. So a lot of people think rather she made it up or she was sick and she saw The Exorcist and that maybe triggered a psychosis because they do say that Annalise saw this movie. Yeah, I think she was sick. The exorcisms didn't help. And her parents should have done their fucking job in taking care of their child. So what do you think? I think. (laughs) You want to know what I think? Lay it on me. Yeah, I want to know what you think. Ready? What's his name? Mm -hmm. Father Alt, is it pronounced? Mm -hmm. I think him and Annalise. Don't give me hate for this, right? Oh, God. They can... (laughs) This is definitely going to be absurd. They conspired together, right? And Annalise is like, dude, that movie, The Exorcist, I want attention. And then Father Alt was like, girl, I got you. And then all the little whispers she heard in her ears was Father Alt being like, say Hitler's your demon. (laughs) 
Okay, so Alyssa's theory is definitely the most far-fetched one I think I've ever heard. Okay, but on a real note, I think that, I think, honestly, the she was in a bad mindset, and I think she was mentally ill, and being in that bad mindset attracts negative energy towards you, so she could have been possessed, but she also, there could have just been negative energy around her and she was just misinterpreting it like in her head like maybe she was just so mentally ill that it got twisted in her brain and she started biting the heads off of birds and licking up her own piss (laughs) either way this is like an extremely tragic case and you know if annalise had had any sort of protectors in her life i think she would still be alive today and may be able to tell us about her story herself instead of hearing what the priests and her parents have to say for themselves so you know we want to know what you guys think now so you can drop us a comment on our instagram or our facebook page or shoot us an email because we love to like hear from you guys yeah, if you think Father Alt was whispering in Annalise's ear, rate us five stars on Apple Podcast. And if you think Ozzy did it better, then rate us five stars on Apple Podcast. <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram at Ghastly Gals Podcast. Or shoot us an email at thegastlygals at gmail.com. Or you can pop over to our website at ghastlygalspodcast.com. And thanks to suggestions from you guys, we now have a Facebook page. We realize not everybody uses Instagram. So if you want to be able to like follow us a little bit better and see our posts and see our pictures from what we do, you can join the Just Facebook made group. It private. It's called Ghastly <laughs> It's called Ghastly Gals Podcast. I didn't mean to make it private, but I did, and now there's no going back. So if you wanna keep up with our posts, you can find them on there. Oh, and also, we want you to know that anytime that you follow us on our social media, or you share us, or you subscribe, or tell your friends and family, or you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, you're helping us, like, way more than you even realize, because we're a small podcast, and anything like that that you guys do, it helps us get the exposure that we need. Uh, sorry about the Jets. Once again, we will have a regularly scheduled Tuesday true crime episode coming up. It's still going to be Alyssa's. She's got a really good one. Um, and, and send me some suggestions for my spooky episode next Thursday. Maybe I'll make creepypasta. If you feet shouldn't cramp at the same time, rate us five stars <laughs> about the podcast. So we will see you guys on Tuesday. Bye.